0: You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope. In the name of Jesus,
1: Amen. Dear Saints, your Father in Heaven is... You fill in the blank. How is it with your Heavenly Father and you? What word or what phrase would you put in there to describe him, to describe yourself? My Father in heaven is mad at me. (laughs) That's really not a bad guess. We are, after all, sinners. We're born children of wrath, deserving God's temporal and eternal punishment. What about this one? My Father in heaven is a super nice guy. (laughs) Now I could be wrong about this, but I think that this is how most people think about God—that He's really not that troubled with our sin; that He would, uh, that He wants us with this life to have fun, to have an easy life. Perhaps, perhaps this is the reason why so, so many people are so troubled with, with when trouble and difficult times come along in this life. It goes our against our perception that God is a really nice guy, super nice guy who would never want you to run into any kind of trouble. Or this. My Father in heaven is indifferent. Now, I, I've heard this any number of times. It's normally, it's, and this is an odd thing, but it's normally from people who say that they believe in God but don't go to church. They just really don't care about spiritual things, or they don't, they don't think about them, and they assume that God doesn't care either. The statistics here are stunning. I don't know the exact statistics, but most people, if you just go out and ask most people if they believe in God, they say yes. But then if you ask those same people, if they go to church, they say no. If they read the Bible, they say rarely. If they say their prayers, they say when things get bad. So it must be that they think that their Heavenly Father is indifferent, that He just doesn't care. what else? Your Father in Heaven is... I suspect that we could do this all day, that for each one of us there is a different word or a different description, a different thought, good or bad, about how God is. But that's not why the Holy Spirit has us here this morning. The Holy Spirit has gathered us, not that we could hear our own ideas and our own thoughts, but rather that we could hear the very thoughts of God which are higher than our thoughts, and His ways, we could know them, which are higher than our ways. And especially at this point, When God tells us about Himself that we need to listen. Jesus says, be merciful as your Father in heaven is merciful. That's how it is with your Father in heaven. This means that God, your God, is not indifferent. It means that he's much more than a super nice guy. And that even though he should be, he is not mad at you. In fact, in that one word, mercy, we really find all of the law and the gospel that we need. For when Jesus describes our Heavenly Father as merciful, He's not just teaching us about God, He's also teaching us about ourself. Watch, it's like this. To be merciful means to hold back a punishment that is deserved and to show a kindness that isn't deserved. So if God is merciful, it must mean that we need Mercy. If God is merciful, it must be that you des- that you need His mercy. If God is merciful, it has to mean that we've deserved a punishment that He is holding back. And that we have not deserved a, a kindness that He is showing to us. So, if God is merciful, then we must be sinners who need mercy. Do you see it? So that if God wants to be merciful, you had better first know that you are a sinner in need of mercy. If you want a savior, you would better, you better first recognize that you need saving. It's all there in this word, mercy. In fact, I would say that most of the words that we use to speak of the Lord's kindness, that we use to describe the gospel, have the law there, sitting there, implied in them. Forgiveness, for example, implies that we have sin that needs forgiving. Grace implies that we don't deserve a thing, not a single good thing from God. The word Savior implies that we're damned and that we need saving. The word Redeemer implies that we're slaves that need rescue. The word Atonement implies that God is angry against our sin and that His wrath needs to be stilled. In all of this, the idea is that you have to know that you're sick before you go off to the doctor. As Jesus said, uh, those who are well don't need a physician, only those who are sick. Imagine Imagine you went to the doctor, and after looking you over for a few seconds, this doctor goes over to the drawer and pulls out a saw and starts cutting off your arm. (laughs) You would, I hope, this is advice I'm giving if this ever happens, you would run for the door (laughs) like nobody's business. But, if after looking you over for a few seconds, the doctor says, you've got some sort of terrible, crazy disease in your hand, and unless we amputate your arm right away, you're going to be dead before the sun sets, then you go over to the drawer and take out the saw and hand it to them. (laughs) So with Jesus, when he says that your Father in heaven is merciful, he is calling you a sinner in need of mercy. But he's not just talking about you. The good part is that Jesus is talking about your Heavenly Father. And he's saying with these words that your Heavenly Father does not treat you according to your sin. He does not give you what you deserve. He does not treat you with severity, but with kindness. He answers your sin with forgiveness. He answers your death with His promise of everlasting life. He answers the hell that you've deserved with the death of His only begotten Son, Jesus. In fact, the end and the source and the goal of all of God's mercy is this exact thing, the death of Jesus on the cross. His mercy, even from the Garden of Eden, was always driving in the direction of the cross. So that if you wanted to illustrate with a picture these words, your Father is merciful, you should write them with red on the bottom of a picture of the cross. Your Father is merciful. How do you know? Jesus died. Your Father is patient and kind. How do you know it? Jesus died. Your Father is love. Your Father loves you. How do you know? Jesus died. But Jesus in our text did not just say that our Father is merciful. He said these words. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. And then he goes on to tell us what this looks like. What our being merciful looks like. Judge not, says Jesus, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. It will be poured into your lap. For with the measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Your Father, dear Christian, your Father is merciful And you should be too. You are a Christian because your sins are forgiven. So your life should be marked by forgiveness. You are saved and have the promise of eternal life because your Father is gracious and merciful. So you should be merciful to your neighbor, to your friend, and to your enemy alike. And you should not treat them as they deserve to be treated. You should treat them better. With kindness. Even with a kindness that hurts. I mean, after all, it, we, we learn from the death of Jesus that forgiveness is not a painless endeavor and that mercy has a price. Jesus at another place in the Gospel tells a parable. To help us understand this, there was a man who had a neighbor who owed him a few hundred dollars. You remember this? And this man went to the neighbor and demanded the money from him, that he pay everything that he owed right away. And this, as we look on, is not that strange. In fact, this man who had this friend who owed him money was under a lot of pressure to pay back a massive, huge debt that he owed. And so when we look to him going to the person owing him money, we say, that's not, that's not a bad thing. In fact, it might be a good thing. But Jesus tells us that this man, who had a friend who owed him a couple hundred bucks, also had debts himself, that he owed the king some millions of dollars, some absurd kind of ridiculous debt, and that this king, just minutes before this, had forgiven the man this debt. He had wiped it out. Forgiven it. All. Free and clear. And when this man's actions are put in this context, this guy standing there, demanding payment, uh, uh, requiring that the person who owed him money to pay the money, this now goes from normal to absurd. And this man's lack of mercy puts a bad taste in your mouth. And so it is with us. So it is with the Lord's Christians. We are marked with mercy. Mercy. Because the Lord is at mercy on us. We are marked with kindness. We are marked with forgiveness. All because the Lord has forgiven us. I think we can, with these words of Jesus, get very, very practical. There are people for each of us, for each of you, from whom you are withholding forgiveness. I suspect you can think of them right now. There are people that you do not treat kindly. There are people that you do not treat with mercy. Pastor, you say, I can tell you a lot of people who don't treat me with mercy, right? (laughs) And I suspect that those people, I'm just taking a guess here, that those people are probably the same people that you are not showing mercy to. Those are the people that Jesus is talking about. When he says, be merciful, as my Father in heaven, as your Father in heaven is merciful. But pastor, you say, they don't deserve mercy. They haven't earned kindness. That's the point. That's what mercy is. To have mercy means to hold back a punishment that's deserved and to show a kindness that's undeserved. If everybody around you treated you fairly and with love, then it would be impossible to have mercy on them because they would have earned your kindness and your favor. So it is that as soon as Jesus tells us to be merciful, He is telling us how it will be in this world, how it will be with our neighbors, how it will be with your neighbors, how we will be sinners living among sinners, and that we will be sinned against. You will be hurt. You will be in, you will be insulted and neglected and despised. You will be, you will be shamed and every manner of evil will happen to, to you. And you will be tempted to anger. You will be tempted to lovelessness. You will be tempted to bitterness. Jesus knows all of this. He knows all of this about you. And He says, be merciful. As your Father in heaven is merciful. This is when we're to be merciful. When we are sinned against. When we are hurt and spoken ill of and treated poorly and insulted. This is precisely when you are to show mercy. Because Jesus has shown mercy to you. So He would have us know before everything else That our Father in heaven is merciful. That our Jesus is crucified, dead, buried, and raised. That your sin and every last one of the sins that you have ever committed against God and your neighbor, that your sin is forgiven. And that you are undeservedly loved by God. By the knowledge of of this and the comfort of this promise that your Father is merciful, the Holy Spirit brings you comfort. And the Holy Spirit works in you to conform your heart to the mercy of God and to begin to show mercy to your neighbor and kindness to your enemies. So how is it with your Father in heaven? He is, dear saints, merciful. And this is our confidence. And this is our peace. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.